0: This is producer Michael Miracle. Thanks for listening to the I Work For Him podcast. Be sure to check out our website at iworkforhim.com. That's iwork4him.com for all of our past shows and podcasts, plus Jim's blogs, reading recommendations, and tons of great I Work For Him resources. All available at iworkforhim.com. And now, today's broadcast.
1: You've tuned into the fastest one hour in Christian talk radio. Hey, thanks for tuning into I Work For Him this afternoon as we broadcast. i, I got to tell you, it's so nice to be in the studio in Tampa. No hurricanes this weekend. We are in great shape. We're so excited. Here's the question for you, though, as you're tuning in. Did you know that we have podcasts? In fact, almost 900 shows have been podcasted. They're out there on iTunes, Google Play, Google Google Play Music, and Stitcher, as well as you can always listen to us live on uh, iHeartRadio, Let's talkfaith.com. and we get replayed multiple times a week at Talk America Radio. However you're hearing our show today, maybe it's right here on the radio, AM 570, 910, or FM 102.1, however you're listening to us, just know that we've prayed for you, that something we say today will cause you to dig deeper into your faith and to connect in what you hear on Sunday with what you do in your nine to five. Know that we handpick our guests so that it's a story that you can be inspired from, that you can grow in your faith because of. And today, going to be a stretch because most of you have bought a car. Sometimes even a a used car. How was that experience for you? I mean, can you really sell cars and follow Jesus? You know, isn't it impossible to be honest and sell cars, new cars or used cars? Does it really matter? Well, I got to tell you, I believe the answer is yes, you absolutely can do it. Today, David Moss Jr. joins us from the David Moss Automotive Group. I can't wait for you to hear how the David Moss Automotive Group of dealerships is living out their faith in action every day selling cars. Is it possible? Well, don't switch stations. We may eliminate your worry about buying your next car right here today. One more clarification. This is not a paid show. David Moss didn't pay me to do this. I am... I heard about David Moss Jr.'s reputation on the street. And when I hear about stuff like that, I'm like, I want that story to go out. I want people to be inspired across the country that they can glorify the Lord and sell cars. That's I just want you to hear that. You know, I, I've heard about David's reputation, and I want you to hear about it. So now, this, David Moss Jr., he's here in studio. His faith is getting noticed, and I wanted you to hear it. David Moss Jr., welcome to I Work For Him.
0: Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. It's an honor.
1: Well, I'm, I'm glad to have you here. And Connie Smith is joining us in studio today, our brand ambassador for iWorkframe. Connie, welcome back to the studio.
0: Hi,
2: Jim. Glad to be back in the studio. First, glad glad first to be back. out on the road since the storm. It's, yeah, it's,
1: it's nice to get funny. you out. You yeah. get, a little, get a little pale there. You can use a little sun maybe. Uh, get out.
2: Yeah, people don't know that I live in Florida. It's kind of scary. <laughs> 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 All
1: right, David, the entire audience tunes in especially skeptical today. Because we said, hey, we're going to interview a car dealer. Hardly <laughs> anyone believes that a car dealer can follow Jesus Christ and live out their faith in, in the car selling business. Now, I've got my own testimony. I've shared a little bit, but but everyone listening, everyone listening that's bought a car has a horror story about yeah, buying a car. Absolutely. Everyone does. And they're wondering if, they've been taking a, if, if they were taken advantage of, but they have no way of knowing. So let's lay some groundwork. How did you become a Christ follower?
0: Well, it's it pretty simple. When I was born, a lot of people don't know this, but but we were not born into this business. We weren't born into any business, really. My my uh, background is my mom and, and her family are from Meridian, Mississippi, and my dad's from Ohio, and uh, they met and got married and had me and and moving forward and all that fun stuff. There's a long story behind it, but the but the really cool thing about this was when I was born, my dad was vending popcorn at SeaWorld. Uh, we were living in a one-bedroom apartment right there across the street from SeaWorld, and my mom was a waitress at the restaurant down the street, and because of that, my grandmother, my my dad's mom, she moved down here from Ohio, and she uh, she she had a lot to do with with me and with us because she always told us, "Believe in God. God's got your back. God's here for you." So we we uh, we we would end up going to church, and uh, it's kind of it's kind of a funny story, but um, I just believe I believe in the word of God. I believe in God because she would take us to uh, to, to mass. We I was actually raised Catholic with my grandma. Cool. She would take us to mass. <clears throat> and I necessarily wasn't a huge, like, I wasn't super excited about going to mass like a lot of kids. So I, I kind of, you know, went there and, and I always believed in God. She would always pray over me. We would always pray over dinner. We'd always pray over food. So I always knew God was there for me, but like a lot of kids, I, I kind of got a little skeptical and I kind of veered off the path a little bit. Like a lot of people kind of veered off the path a little bit, but I always knew he was there for me. And he always was. He always protected me. He always watched out for me. He always watched out for my family. And I started finding myself feeling those little gut feelings and i found out later on in life that that's him talking to me telling me don't make this choice you have you have free will you can do whatever you want but make a different choice make a make a better choice you're better than that i created you to be better than that and i always felt that so then flash forward a few years i would go to church i would i would go to church i would have a devotion i would always go through those spurts like a lot of maybe a lot of listeners a lot of people out there would go through spurts where i'm going to do a devotion every day i'm going to pray every day I'm going to get involved with the Lord every day because he's involved with me. But I would go through those spurts, and longer Longer story short, I met my wife um, before she was my wife at the car dealership. I was selling cars, and we've always been faith-based. We've always believed in doing the right thing. We never trained our staff. I was never trained on misleading, misguiding, or deceiving anybody. It was always do the right thing. Even if it hurts the company, you take care of the customer. doesn't mean the customer is always right because there's a lot of people that will come in and try to take advantage of a company. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> but— but the but the the nuts you know the nuts and bolts of it was we were always trained to do the right thing, take care of the customer, and we actually started um, when we when my dad got into the car business. There's there's a huge story behind this. Obviously, I mean how do you go from vending popcorn at SeaWorld to David Moss and having all these dealerships and, and all this fun stuff? Um, and that's for another day. But we would start to uh, we would start to have these little secret Bible studies at work. And I would, I would attend, and a lot of the employees would attend, but we couldn't really talk about it because we were partners with a big corporation. And when you're a big corporation, you don't talk about faith. You don't talk about politics. You don't talk about any of that stuff. Matter of fact, you can get in trouble for that.
1: So That's technically not true, and our listeners know that, but we'll have to educate you. It's okay, though.
0: Hey, I'm perfectly fine with that. <laughs> just, just,
1: just, want you to know, just clarification. It is not illegal to talk about Jesus anywhere, but sometimes your company can say it's not okay, but... You've got constitutional rights, and just and we, we and we got David Gibbs III coming on in October to talk about those rights in your workplace. I just want to make sure people know you awesome. can talk about Jesus wherever It's not illegal to talk about him anywhere.
0: Absolutely, and that's what we did. So we had Bible studies, and we would start we would start training the staff a little bit, and everyone would start bringing their Bible. It was really cool. But then the corporation found out, little you know, got leaked out there that we were doing Bible studies, and it got shut down immediately. And it was kind of it was it was really like when the Maybe when some, some of the falling out started happening, my dad started thinking, maybe we should take this all, all by ourselves. Maybe we should start doing this all by ourselves and just kind of branch off and be a straight family-owned, family-operated business. And that's, that's what we ended up doing. We, lo- we left everything in Orlando. and We moved in over here to Tampa. We bought the, the Nissan dealership on the corner, 19 and 54. We named it Newport Ritchie Nissan. And then shortly after that, we changed it to Moss Nissan. We figured we should just throw our name on there. So now it's Moss Nissan, and we are one hundred percent faith based, faith operated. We pray every day. We talk about the Lord every day. Our meetings are about the Lord, and it's been amazing. But that wasn't the question. Your question was what led me to Christ. Just so the listeners know, I'm I. I uh, <laughs> He's had a
1: Red Bull. No, it's not a Red Bull, but it looks like a Red Bull. Is it? It's is called it? a
0: it's called a bang, bang. So it's like red- body <laughs> fuel. <laughs>
1: Just so you know, he could talk just as fast as I can. It's okay. Spoken by a man who drinks Mountain Dew. I only had three before the show. (laughs) You said it had something to do with your wife, so pick that story back up.
0: So I wanted to kind of lay a little foundation down business-wise. So I'm selling cars, having a lot of fun, selling a lot of cars. It's really, really cool. Once again, always being trained to do the right thing. And my wife started working there, but before she was my wife, before I even knew who she was, she started working there in our customer relations department. Customer relations basically make sure the customer had a great experience, et cetera, et cetera. So I kind of started having fun because she's absolutely beautiful. So I started having fun, and every time I'd have a customer and we would go through the process and end up in the customer relations office, I'd always say, hey, can you try to get me a date with her? Like, she's beautiful. I need your help. And it always turned out to be like a little bit of a joke. So we became really good friends, like best friends. We never actually hung out outside of work, but she would always encourage me, why don't you go to church with me? And I'm not, you know— not really you know not right now not, no not right now and she kept on telling me she kept on telling me she kept on telling me she kept on encouraging me kept on encouraging me so i finally one day all by myself went to church and i sat in the back and i was a little you know a little nervous because i haven't been to a non denominational church before and man i felt like i was at a rock concert like i felt every part of my body was tingling like the hairs were standing up cuz i knew some of the songs they were singing and we were we were worshiping and we were praising and i i was in the back and i found myself moving up a couple rows and I found myself moving up a couple more rows. And I found myself that one day I just said, you know what, I'm going to sit in the front row. So I sat right in the front row and I was by myself. I sat right in the front row of church and I absolutely just just felt something there. I absolutely felt something there. So I made really good friends with a, a guy named Keith. Keith actually works with me now at Moss Nissan. Um, and it's it, it's really, really cool. So he uh, he told me, he's like, David, why don't you, when the pastor's saying, if you, have, if you don't feel like you've given Jesus your life... Why don't you?
1: All right, in studio today, none other than David Moss Jr. That's right from the Moss Auto, David Moss Automotive Group. Is it still called that, or am I making that up? Well, now
0: it's Moss Nissan, but it's yeah, just, you can stick so, with
1: that. that. So you don't even have that anymore either. Then it's growing to that. All right, okay. But you can find out more about David Moss Jr. online at mossnissan.com. M a u s Nissan.com. All right, David, you're in the middle of the story. So your your wife to be. You're not even dating yet. Saying, "Hey, go to church, go to church, go to church." Your buddy Keith, he's sitting with you at church.
0: So yeah, he, he's uh, he's and pretty you're much in the front became, row, and he's the he's the guy at church who's in the front row, clapping his hands. I mean, just just brings everybody up. So what church is this? This was called Second Chance in Claremont. Love that. Pastor Claremont. Jason Height. Yep. Nice. That's yeah. a drive from
1: here. But yeah. you used to have dealerships over that way, so that in makes Orlando. Sense. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So
0: so long story short, and I try to say that every time I talk, um, it's it always okay. ends up being we a longer time. story long. So, so we're there and he's like, David, do you, do you understand what the pastor's saying when he says, you know, have you given your life to Christ? And I said, I I don't really know. I I mean, I feel like I have. And he said, just do it. So I did. And I went up there and I gave my life to Christ and I cried like a baby. I couldn't stop. I mean, I was tissues. I mean, I was boohooing and bawling everywhere. And I felt like an instant change in my life. First person I called as soon as I was done with that was, was Stacy. And I said, I went to church. I've been going to church and I just gave my life to Christ. And she was just thrilled. She was absolutely thrilled now flash forward a little bit further we open a store in south florida so i moved to south florida I, i leave everything that i know in lake mary area and i moved to south florida to take a leadership role down here at this new store called toyota deerfield beach at the time and um and 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 i'm going to church with and i'm and i have a kind of like a little core crew of people that are up there and i started going to church with them we started going to some some of the different churches in south florida i was only there for a short while but i was i was like the perfect thing it was like god's plan for me was to get away from everything, get away from all the people that I know and go down to a whole new area. And I realized something, all my quote unquote friends and family, people who cared about me and and all this, that, and I'm not saying they don't, but when I moved down to South Florida, there was two people I talked to every single day, my dad and Stacy. I just realized, I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I was 21 years old. I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't want to live any more of my life without her by my side. So I called my dad I said, dad, I don't even know if Stacy would like me like this. I think she would. I want to marry her and he's like what okay he's like if I could choose if I could choose someone for you to marry he actually said this in a big meeting so if I could choose somebody to marry my son it would be this girl right here because she's just a woman of God and her whole family is and it's awesome so I ended up calling him and I I had this place down in South Florida and I'm just gonna tell you the craziest part we had to pay for it everything in South Florida was getting rented up all the rentals and leases were like just rented up you couldn't find any place that was halfway decent So we had to pay for an entire year up front at this place. So here I am four months into it and I'm telling my dad, I want to move back up and marry Stacy and hopefully she she's okay with that. And hopefully he's okay with that. And he's like, okay, well, what are we going to do with that? that lease? maybe we can find somebody to lease it from you, blah, 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 all that fun stuff. And I'm like, I don't know. I'm just going to give it to God. And I think everything will be okay. He said, okay. So I drove back up, went on a date with Stacy, said, Hey. So you already determined you were going to marry Stacy, but you hadn't even been on a date yet. We had we'd been on a date, but you've been friends. <laughs> We've been fr- friends. Okay. She knows more about me, and I know more about her than any of my guy friends, any of her girlfriends. We became best friends. I mean, I'm telling you, like the connection I have with my wife, absolutely beyond anything I've ever had with anybody. So, so I end up. Long story short, go up there, and there's there's so many cool little micro stories to this story. So I go up and I and I tell my dad, hey, I'm gonna, you know, I want to move back up. I want to marry Stacy. I, t- I talked to Stacy. Obviously, she is. She says. Uh, well, let's go on a couple of dates first, but <laughs> hey, we're moving forward and we're moving towards getting married. So here I am, South Florida lease paid for, for a year, no chance of getting money back. And I'm praying, God, what am I supposed to do? I want to move. I want to move. And I think this is what I'm supposed to do. I feel like that's what I'm supposed to do, but I just don't see how it's going to work out. I don't really know how the whole lease on a lease on a lease thing works. So I'm driving back down after talking to Stacy, my dad and her dad and asking him for permission, which that's a really cool story. That's a really funny story. It's, it just kind of shows the character behind their whole family, amazing people. Um, And (laughs) so, so I'm driving back down South and I'm praying and I'm listening to Israel Houghton moving forward. I just, I mean, Israel Houghton and Kirk Franklin like got me through everything. They just just moved me then. That's like, those were the songs that just moved me. Moving forward was like my song and I would cry and jam out to that song on my three hour drive down to South Florida every time. And I get to the place and I pull in and one of the managers of the place comes up to me immediately. And, and the funniest part of this is one of my friends, Alex, I was actually moving him down because I was gonna have him help take over my leadership position down there. And I was like, we got a few months before you know, before I leave you, so hopefully you're okay with that. Manager walks up, he says, hey Dave, um, I gotta talk to you. I said, okay, because I got to know everybody there. I just I like to know everybody. He's like, I got to talk to you. Let's go back to this office. I said, okay, go back there. And he says, hey, I got some really bad news and I hope we can figure out a way to make it work. Um, The place that you leased is actually under foreclosure. So we're going to have to get you out of there. You're going to get a full refund of all of your money. And I need you out by the end of this week. And at that moment, I was just completely, (laughs) just a complete, shock and belief that was total faith i was praying to god that something would happen i didn't know what could happen i didn't know that it wasn't like a multiple choice like this this or this can happen and please let one of them happen i just said god this is all about you i don't know what i'm supposed to do but i hope that i hope that the route that i'm going right now feels right and i hope that that's the route i'm supposed to go i just don't know how it's supposed to work out and in and long story short moved out moved back up north got married and everything's been phenomenal since. I haven't looked back. I've given everything to God since then. And How long have
1: you been married to Stacy now?
0: So we just celebrated seven years.
1: That's awesome. <laughs> that's so. When you, you dated her a couple times before you proposed, then or
0: we had been we had been on dates. We had been on we'd been on dates, but we spent more time together. Remember, I, we worked together right? and in the car business. You worked. You work 50 to 80 hours a week. Sure. And so we spend a lot of time, told a lot of stories. I mean, we never went on a date at those times, but we pretty much were. I mean, I would sit in the office and we would talk for hours and hours and hours. But a woman
1: still likes to be romance, David.
0: Uh, I'm kind of (laughs) romantic, but yeah, I know. I got to work on that. Yes, we do. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. All right. So how many dates did you really go on after you moved back up north before you proposed? Every night. Every night we went on a date. We went on a date every night. We went to the beach. We went to OWC. She loved what I do. I was a semi-professional wake skater, so we would go out wake skating and teach her, and she was good. and We just had a lot of fun, and I would surf, and she would go out to New Smyrna, and even though she was scared to death of sharks, she would swim out in the water while I'm surfing, and I'm sitting here thinking, see, I'm okay. I'm on a board. You're out here swimming. You're going to get bit. But uh, (laughs) Nice. You didn't didn't say that to her, though. I did. did.
1: In love. In love. love. So fast forward today. You've been married seven years to
0: Stacy, and you guys got any kids? We got three beautiful daughters. Three absolutely beautiful daughters, Ava, who just turned six, Ella, who's four, and Sayla, who's two. And they are, I mean, they're just just—they're just awesome. Wow. Where are you going to church now? Now we started going to Grace. Grace, Grace family? Mm-hmm. Okay. In which... That's my home church, by the way. That's awesome. Way to
1: go, Connie. Okay, which Grace family are you going to?
0: <laughs> it's, uh, what is it, Lutz Lake Fern? I'm still getting used Van to Van these Dyke. roads. Van Dyke. Van Dyke, Dyke. yeah. Van Sorry. Dyke. We call Sorry it everybody. the mothership. Yes, it is. It is a monster, and it is awesome. That's cool. Very, just, very cool. I was just talking to the captain before the show about... Uh, That'd be Captain Matt, the famous overnight personality that's all over the nation, Captain Matt Bruce. He's awesome. And we were talking about the service we had a few weeks ago with Ken Ham, mm-hmm. the, the guy behind the ark in the Creation Museum. What a wonderful service. I mean, I felt, I fe- I felt there was a lot of power just there was a lot of power behind that service. It was yes. awesome. I interviewed, they Ken, were just I, interviewed up there. I
1: interviewed Ken Ham's son-in-law last week at Did the ARK. No way. Yeah, we were we were broadcast from the Creation Museum and the Ark Encounter last week. Oh my goodness. I gotta go. It, yeah. Oh yeah. You Road do, trip. The yeah, Ark absolutely. encounter, you need to wait till number to the third one is maybe three or four, then the Ark will be awesome. The Creation Museum, they gotta be in high school. It's yeah. a, it's a little heady, but incredible. But the ARK, oh my goodness. The arc has got to be a stop for every Christ follower. Talk about learning the stories behind the truth. It's it's incredible. All right, so your dad's selling popcorn at SeaWorld. Your mom's hosting at a restaurant and, and or serving at a restaurant. How in the world did you become owners of car dealerships? I mean, how do you move from popcorn to car dealerships?
0: So my dad got a job selling golf clubs um, in the Orlando area. So he was selling golf clubs for a golf shop. <laughs> Met a lot of good people there, and he always always put the customer first, but doing the right thing first. Like if somebody came in and they wanted a certain set of golf clubs, and he just he knows golf, and he's like, listen, I know that's a good looking set, but this is the set you really need because you're gonna hit them a little better, even if it's a little less expensive. He just always did the right thing. He always took care of the customer, so. Long story short, he met a guy, I don't know if I'm allowed to name drop, but his name was George Kazari He actually runs name
1: drop whatever you want. He
0: runs the Harley store in, um, in Newport Richie right down the street. So it's a very funny, very funny how we all end up like right here. So George gives my dad an opportunity. That's another long, really funny, cool story. Gives him an opportunity to sell cars and um, the rest is history. I mean, he started selling cars. He got an opportunity to sell cars, took care of people. Everyone loved him great customer satisfaction, always took care of people, just kept getting opportunity, moving forward, moving forward, moving forward. You know what I love about my dad? His name's David Moss, my name's David Moss. I was in high school, a uh, freshman, and he got an opportunity to partner up and put his name, our name, on a dealership. At the time, it's his name, it's not my name. I mean, I'm just, the, I'm the son, I'm at, I'm in high school. He comes to high school, asks if he can take me to lunch. He asks the, the, the guidance counselors or whoever if he could take me out. So they come and they grab me, I'm thinking I'm in trouble takes me to lunch, and he proposes, David, I got an opportunity to put our name on a dealership. Is that something you're okay with? He actually asked me, I was in high school, permission to put his name that he's earned on a dealership. That's the kind of character my dad has. David Moss Jr.
1: talks just as fast as I do. He had a little help, though, from Bang. That's right, super... Super creating, creative, uh, what is it, David? Potent brain and body fuel. Potent brain and body fuel. It's like Mountain Dew, but it's a root beer flavor. That's a it's the same kind of thing. Connie Smith is also in studio with us today. She's our brand ambassador, and she's the one through multiple connections that got David Moss Jr. in here. But we're always looking for Christ followers who've got great testimonies to share of how the Lord is impacting the workplace. And you've already heard a little bit of David's story, there's so much more. We'll get in what we can get in in the time that's left. But Connie, as brand ambassador for iWorkRim, what's going on in your world? You got any cool stuff going on?
2: I have just spent the last few days reaching out to the contacts I've made. First of all, checking on them to see how they survived the storm. Mm -hmm. Because your workplace is your mission field, but it's about building relationships. Absolutely. And I've been calling people and following up to make sure that everybody's okay. There's been a few people that had some damage, but they're going through it. So, yes, we need sponsors, but I'm more concerned about the people and making sure that they're all right. And I've been doing that all week. But
1: that's really cool stuff. As people are preparing for 2018, we're talking with businesses and organizations from around the country that want to be part of the I Work for Him movement. Especially as we explode across the country, we got a new listener this week from the Philippines. I know you may, if you listen every day, you might have heard that already this week. I love that people from all over the country. But when I get one from international, it always fascinates me. But Connie, we've got great spots on the show, not only for interviews, but also, but also for people to help the ministry grow. Right.
2: Absolutely. We're always looking for businesses that share our vision that your workplace is your mission field. And you can be a successful business owner and have biblical values. And it's your responsibility as a Christian to share that with people. And like you said earlier, we could be the only p- person that shares Christ to the people that we
1: encounter. So, how do people get a hold of you?
2: They can email me at Connie at IWorkForHim.com or call me. I love talking to people. My number is 727-599-4960, 727-599-4960. Six, zero.
1: That's Connie Smith, brand ambassador for I work for him. You'll get to hear from her before we go. I'm sorry, Connie. i go back to David Moss, Jr. Okay, <laughs> David Moss, Jr., now he's in here. You can check him out online at mossnissan.com, and that's M-A-U-S, nissan.com. You've got locations, Newport Ritchie in Florida, Crystal River in Florida, but people are listening to the show from all over the country. If somebody called you or reached out to you and they said, David, okay, but I live in Orange County, California, can you recommend a car dealer there that I can trust? Do you got a
0: network of people that you trust? We do have a network, but um, we're actually, a lot of people don't realize this because we're a Nissan dealership, but we're one of the largest used car stores, franchises, brands, companies there is in Florida. And we actually sell cars, pre-owned cars to people all across the United States. We'll ship a car. We have no problem shipping a car. And it's because we do something unique called wholesale to public pricing. Wholesale to public is basically, you know, if you've been in the cars, as we I were talking. I've been in the car 15 years,
1: yeah, absolutely. So
0: it's fun. You get to, go to the, you get to go to the auction. You get to really hand-select, turn cars on, check them all out. And it takes a lot of work, right? It's a lot of work going to an auction, <laughs> finding a good car.
1: You can lose a lot of money at the auction. You could also make a lot of money at the auction.
0: Well, the reason you buy a car at the auction is so you can buy them at wholesale prices you buy them at wholesale price you bring them back you service you clean them up and then you sell them and you try to make a teeny little bit of profit i mean it's Mm -hmm. hard to make profit you know the the money that a lot of people think we make we try to make a little teeny bit so what we decided to start doing because we are a new new car franchise we have to sell new cars to keep our franchise we started doing wholesale to public pricing so we'll actually take our pre-owned cars we'll service them we'll clean them up we'll even pack them with a warranty put something nice on there to make sure the customer has that peace of mind but we'll sell them at our wholesale prices so our prices are insanely low. When people are looking online, a lot of times they see our prices are too low, and sometimes they think, well, there might be something wrong with a car. We, <laughs> the price is too cheap. What's wrong? Well, there's nothing wrong. We just we, we believe in volume, honestly. We believe in volume. We believe in if we, if we take care of enough people, they'll send more. If we take care of enough people, they'll bring more people in. They'll become more of a part of our family. And at the end of the day, the reason we have our name on our store is because we are a family-owned and operated and ran store, and we believe our customers are part of the family as well.
1: All right. So you, you didn't grow up in the car business because your dad was selling popcorn beforehand, but he became a car dealer, put your name and his name on the billboard. Were you a car lover then or did, you know, I mean, you know, you were in high school. I mean, I've been a car freak My mom says since I was very little. Were you a car freak or not?
0: Well, honestly, I mean, we did. I did grow up in the car business because I was about seven years old when my dad first started. When he first got into it, yeah.
1: So you were in high school when he put his name on it.
0: Yeah, when he got that. Got it. Okay, all right. So he would bring you know take your kid to work day. I would go to the car dealership and run around, and it was it was really cool. So I've grown up in the car business, and I've grown up throughout all that.
1: And um, so when you were in high school, your dad brought home a 300 Z, and then he brought home a 350 Z, and a 370 (laughs) Z, right?
0: He would bring home some pretty cool cars, but they give you to drive? Did, did... No, no, I w- like was, no, no, it was never like that. No, no, it was never. He brought you home like a uh, a
1: Sentra. Is that what he did?
0: No, actually, uh, the first the first car um, he he blessed me with was uh, was a Tacoma. It was a Tacoma? We had a Toyota store at the time. A Toyota, oh. Chevy, Volkswagen, Hyundai, Honda, and, uh, and now we're a High
1: school boys' dream: a Tacoma, absolutely nice. four wheel
0: <laughs> drive off road version. It, it was it was uh it was in two thousand and four. And it was a new Tacoma. It was the TRD. The, no, was, no, they didn't have the TRD then. <laughs> okay. It was just the regular Tacoma, but it was it, in my world, it was everything. That was big
1: time. Okay. <laughs> we could talk about cars all day long because I really like You're cars. You're
2: geeking out right now. I'm just out. saying.
1: <laughs>
0: but we were having a good time though. Okay. So, but so you loved cars already? I love trucks. I was always a big truck guy. I wanted a lifted truck. I, I hung out with a bunch of the, I guess you could call them quote unquote rednecks. I mean, we would go. You know hunting fishing and, fish well, and nothing wrong with that yeah nothing Polk with county that. that's right grew okay. up in Kissimmee. <laughs> i actually grew up in Kissimmee, so Kissimmee saint well, cloud like
1: like the disney part of Kissimmee or the rural part of Kissimmee? Rural.
0: <laughs> Got it. okay
1: all right so real florida oh, yeah, yeah real florida that's right okay. orange
0: groves everywhere that's right
1: talk to me about as we as we transition a little bit to how christ is making an impact on your car dealerships how does the i work for him message resonate with you
0: Well, it's actually, it's, it's perfect. It's what we believe. Um, you know, you were saying our workplace is our mission field. We believe that we've always believed that too. And what's really cool is the car business, unfortunately is not a business you have to go to school for. You don't have to get a degree for. It's not something people grow up and they're like, I can't wait to get in the car business. It's usually where people who've fallen on hard times go because you don't really need much of an education and, and I'm not saying anything bad about our profession. I've but, met
1: some salespeople like that.
0: But you don't need to, you don't have to go to school to get a job to to really change your life. And it's a it's a good gr- it's a really good thing. It's a blessing. So we kind of look at our at our profession and our business like it's a little bit broken. You get people who have fallen on some really hard times before and maybe that they they really they, they need that hope. So we really use that as an opportunity to minister to people. And when we do our meetings, when we do our training with our sales guys, we don't train anybody on slick word tracks, deception, or anything that a lot of, unfortunately, a lot of people do. They send them off to these schools and these classes and these training seminars, and it's all about word tracks, and it's all about closing the deal. The deal doesn't have to be hard closed anymore. People want to deal with people. So we train ourselves, guys, on creating relationships, like you said, with people. Looking them in the eyes, shaking their hands, and at the end of the day, giving them a hug. I, I, my favorite part of the day is, and I know it sounds kind of silly, it's like giving them a hug. What are you talking about? But I like creating that relationship with customers where we can give each other a bro hug or, or just a hug of just like, hey, you're part of the family. We're part of the family now. We're here to work together. So that's the kind of training we do. It's about the relationship and finding out people's needs. What do they actually need in their next car? Don't just sell them what you need to sell them. Don't just sell them something just because it's there. Find out what they absolutely need. I mean, you'll be surprised how many people come in and they're like, I need a third row vehicle or I want an SUV. And, you know, the price difference between an SUV, a third row vehicle, and, and a car, I mean, that could be ten, fifteen thousand dollars $15,000 equating sure. to $300 in monthly payment. And when we start really finding out, well, do you use the SUV? I mean, you're in a car now. Do you need an SUV because your family's growing? Are you are you growing in size? Like, is there something that's changing your life to where you really need an SUV? And they're like, no, we just we just kind of want one. Not a problem. We'll show you the SUV. We'll show you the car with a third row. But I also want to show you another vehicle that might work out for you, and it might be able to save you 200 $300 a month. And you'd be surprised when people are just thankful. They're like, you know, I didn't really think you would do that. How often do you get involved in the sale? Every time. I'm all, 100% time? In, all hands on deck. I, we're 100% involved. My how, dad's there too How many day. employees
1: you guys got up there at Newport, Richie? Nissan and then Crystal River, is that just Crystal River and Nissan? I didn't ask that question. Yeah, okay, both are so, Nissan dealerships. All right. You can find out both online at mossnissan.com, M Nissan.com. And like you said, anywhere in the country, he can he can help you. He can hook you up.
0: Well it's it's everything. I mean, we've got the two Nissan dealerships. We have the David Moss Foundation and we have Moss Media Group. So we've got over three hundred employees in our little wow. in our in our in our little uh our little world. <laughs> What's
1: the foundation do?
0: The David Moss Foundation was established to help kids in need. Uh, We actually just came off our thirteenth year, um, our thirteen-year David Moss Foundation charity golf event, where we raised and donated one hundred and fifty thousand dollars in a one-night and one-day event.
1: What about the um, uh, the media group? What's that doing?
0: Moss Media Group. They they create websites, they create media, they buy media, they do pretty much all things media, and uh, they're stationed out of Orlando right now. But they're doing a great job.
1: Connie Smith is one that made this connection. Our brand ambassador for our work for him, Connie, you are doing such a great job. Why, thank you, Jim.
2: I'm having lots of fun talking it's, to all these people. She's got this big <laughs> smile.
1: Connie really didn't enjoy the hurricane season the last couple of weeks. It's no. good, to, good to get her back out of the, by the house. She was getting a little stir crazy. David, we're running out of time, and I, and I think we've covered enough to let people know, okay, Moss Nissan but in Newport Ritchie in Crystal River and soon to be an unnamed location, maybe, uh, mm-hmm. that you guys are doing stuff different and that really people should give you a shot. I appreciate and, that. And when I drove up 19 to escape Irma...
0: I saw how monstrous your dealership is. I mean it's it's big. How many cars you got in stock Dude. there? We've got we've got access to over twelve hundred vehicles because we don't it's not just that lot. We've got our lot Newport Richie, we've got a few storage lots filled with cars. We've got cars all over the place. So I mean we've we've got access to over twelve hundred just pre owned cars and probably about a thousand new. <laughs> oh my wow. goodness. Oh yeah.
1: So how did you pick the silver Titan that you drove in here today?
0: Oh, I love the Titan. When that Titan first came out, so long story short, I really remember, short. I always say that, really short.
1: No, it's got to be really short. I today. had to be
0: the GTR certified manager, so I went out to Arizona to Nissan's private test track, drove the GTR on a racetrack. <laughs> you know, Somebody's
1: got to do it. David Moss Jr. <laughs> took one for one the, for the team. team.
0: I did. Wow. And this was back before they launched the Titan, and I saw the Titan there. They were It was kind of wrapped up in that black pl- paper, and I'm like, that thing's sweet. And I got to walk up to it, and I touched it, and I, the size of it was awesome. And i was like i'm a truck guy so i wasn't like as thrilled as you would have been to drive the gtr i mean granted i got to go 160 miles an hour on a racetrack it was pretty cool um but did you just really just say that out loud i did it's <laughs> like
1: it was just okay driving a gtr there are one in hundred thousand people in this country will or in this world will drive no it's more like probably one in a not even probably one in a million will get to drive a gtr yeah, it was just okay. I'd rather have a Titan.
0: <laughs> yes, the Titan is awesome. <laughs> all right,
1: going back, let's talk about you've got a passion. You've got a passion for training. And you've got this, I would call it a ministry, but it, maybe you wouldn't call it a ministry, but it's called How to Go Pro. Absolutely. What is this all about?
0: So I, my, my dad's always taught me, don't chase money, chase people. So always have a passion for people. Always help people. When you can help people reach their goals, your goals will always be met as well. So, I mean, I, I started this... Um, I really started a, about a year ago. I, I've been told, "Hey, Dave, you should you should write a book. You know, a training book." So we started this playbook at our dealership, and we have a playbook. When you start on sales with us, we have a playbook. In that playbook, it's all about doing the right thing, taking care of people. But it's funny. I was actually going through it. Most of the material in there is all about yourself. It's all about mm. finding out who you are and bettering who you are, um, being more professional, going pro. So I started howtogopro.com. Howtogopro.com. I figured, you know. It's not just a it's not a secret. It's not like it needs to be a secret from anybody how people can better themselves so I, I asked my dad I said what should I, I, I love training I don't want to leave the business to train. I don't think that's going to happen but I'd like to start something He says is, is this cool?" And he's like yeah I mean it's your passion. He's like David if the car business wasn't really good to us I could see you being a youth pastor or, or, or a pastor and I'm like eh, maybe I'm not qualified for that but um, but I, but I guess- you are a pastor. I, I'm realizing that. <laughs> I'm realizing that a lot, and it's been it's been a blessing. And
1: a lot of pastors don't have 300 people in their churches. That's that is most true. the average church in America is 100 people.
0: Man, it's so it's, cool. you're
1: triple the size of that.
0: It's such a blessing to see the changes in people's lives, in and the way. If you call into our dealership, our hold music's always Christian music. If you come to our dealership, the music in the showroom is Christian music. Matter of fact, but you don't hire just Christians. No, absolutely not. We hire everybody. All right, we hire everybody. Um, we let you know up front, hey, we're faith based, but you make your decisions. We're just we're faith based. But when I had a customer the other day, it was really cool. He said, David, I called three places about a pre-owned vehicle. When I called your store, I said, hey, can I talk to a salesperson? The receptionist said, my pleasure. No, my my pleasure. Put him on hold, and our hold music was Christian music. He said, I hung up the phone and I drove down here, and he bought the car and i was like wow that's really really cool and i said i said why did you do that he said because there's nobody out there is really nobody out there is really supporting as much as they should in the car business world and there's a lot of good people in the car business that i know um, they're just a little bit afraid to reach out there and just say hey we're it's christians a, it's a
1: rough world to be a Christ follower, I mean, you look just—you've spent time in the auction ring. Yes. I've spent tons of hours in the auction ring. That is a dog eat dog world. I have seen people that would be willing to kill their grandmother to get a good deal on a car. Yeah, and it's a rough—that's a rough world
0: to be showing Jesus. It is. It is. And and you know what? I've never looked back since I since I gave my life to Christ. I have everybody who knows me knows that I believe in Jesus and I absolutely love Christ and I know He loves me. I pray for people and it's been really really fun to to really come into. I guess you could say my own um, and being able to help lead people to Christ you asked me about how to go pro I don't want to talk about that too much but it is it is my passion my passion is to help people find the best them that they can find and a lot of people unfortunately they may have a Bible but they don't crack it open and read it enough and understand it enough to really get the message out of there so I take some of my favorite lessons from the Bible and I just put them in real life examples where most people have been and where most people can understand and I make some videos on my personal Facebook, my David Moss Facebook. I do I do videos probably once or twice or three times a week, just on a topic that maybe I read on my devotion, and I'll put it out there in in more of a real life example of what we're all going through. And I've got a lot of great feedback from it. Um, it's been really inspiring. At our foundation event this weekend, a few people that I've never met, and they they it was pretty cool because it's a lot of cool people there. He come they come up to me. And uh, they're like, David, I love the videos that you're posting. Matter of fact, I showed my team. Um, one of the guys runs an insurance team. He's like, I showed my team your video about time and time management. That was really cool. I was like, Oh man, that's awesome! And it really inspired me because I'm like, I wonder, you know, obviously your friends and family are gonna like your video and comment, great job, great material. Not
1: necessarily. Maybe they don't like you.
0: <laughs> All right, and uh, and and just to get the feedback from total strangers was was really encouraging. It, <laughs>
1: You said you love the you know, your favorite lessons in the Bible. You like to do some videos on them. Some less, what? What's your absolute favorite lesson in the Bible? The parable of the sower. Parable of the sower. Yeah, when
0: Jesus nice. told the story, I, that right there is what you're doing. That's what we're doing. You know what I'm saying? Every day if we're throwing seeds out there. If everyone has ears, let them hear. And we're throwing seeds out there. You're gonna have people that are gonna chastise. You're gonna have people who are gonna eat up those seeds. You're gonna have, to, but you're gonna hit. You're gonna hit a few people that need this. You're That's what I come
2: people. into every day. I reach out to. Hundreds of people a week just hoping that Don't stop. somebody will nibble.
0: Never stop. We will find
1: that we'll find those business people to back this. Okay, so here's my question. Let's get personal, real personal. You've been married to Stacy for seven years. You got three girls, which <laughs> you should I'm hoping you guys are praying every day for those girls because in about let's see, five years it starts to get a little more challenging. <laughs> okay. How are you and Stacy making sure your marriage is strong and staying centered on Christ? What are you guys doing?
0: Uh, it's it's hard to answer that question. Um, it's it's actually been super super inspiring because we have the three little girls. Six Ava just turned six, six, four and two, and it's so cool because Sayla, my two year old, she will not eat until she prays. If someone starts eating, my two year old, when someone starts eating, she'll stop them and say, "No, we <laughs> have to pray," and she'll always pray in this in a restaurant. She screams, "God, our Father, we thank you for our many blessings. Amen." And it's—I mean, people. The waitress will come over and be like, "Did she just scream out that prayer? That's awesome!" And it's been so inspiring. My wife comes from a long line of pastors, a long line of Christ followers, and I, with my w- with my upbringing, with my just complete commitment to God and to Christ, it's it's our whole house. If you come to our house, you're gonna believe in God, and we're not gonna shove it down your throat, but you're gonna see why you should, because because of the examples that we set. My daughter Ava, she likes to read the action Bible at night. She has to read fifteen minutes of, of she has to read fifteen minutes every night for homework. Um, and she loves reading the action bible. I don't know if you've ever seen it, it's really cool. It's all illustrated by Sergio Cariello, super cool guy. He gave me an action Bible. I'm like, Oh, this is cool. It's a comic book. It's the Bible that yeah. he illustrated. And when you see pictures, you're gonna say a picture's worth a thousand words. I understand the stories of the Bible, and I'm talking old testament. I understand the stories of the Bible so much more now after reading the Action Bible it's with my. Like mine. a comic book. It yeah. is, but it's the, very cool. It is so
1: cool. Okay, but you work in the car dealership business. You've got the potential to work a tremendous amount of hours. Oh yeah. <laughs> and working all those hours is tough on a marriage. I mean, when, when you're and because you're open seven days a week. Yep. And you're open from nine o'clock in the morning till nine o'clock at night. And just because you're closed at nine doesn't mean that all the last customers are out. Mm. Or maybe it's eight o'clock or whatever it may be. You know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's yeah. I mean, you're done when you're done. And, and when the last car's locked up, how how do you and Stacy stay in solid communication to make sure that she knows you're on the straight and narrow and that she's a priority and the girls are priority and your faith's a priority?
0: Well, not, not, one of the things about me and my dad, which is really cool, and we find that out when we talk to a lot of other people in the car business, and I'm talking the local stores around us, is we really encourage our staff and our teams to spend time with their family. And our, our, our schedule is pretty strong. You can spend a lot of time with your family if you follow it and you work hard. Um, a couple of things we do, honestly, is we take advantage of the technology. I, we Facetime 15 times a day. We Facetime check on what's going yeah, on. One of your
1: daughters is trying to Facetime while we're on the air.
0: I know she and she, she, a- she did it again. She she'll <laughs> it's always Answer, it's constant. Daddy. <laughs> it's constant. Um, and we we're in constant communication. When I get off work, it's a lot of guys, a lot of people um, that I know will will leave work and they'll stop by Home Depot or they'll go to a store or they'll. Heck, they'll go grab food or something like that. I race home. I cannot uh-huh. wait to get home to my family. I absolutely love my family. I love everything about them, and that's that's my that's what it's all about.
1: David Moss Jr. with the Moss Automotive Group. Thank you for being on I Work For Him. Thank you for having me. Check him out online at mossnissan.com mossnissan.com m-a-u-s-nissan.com. They got dealerships in Newport, Ritchie, Crystal River, but they can take care of you all over the place. Connie Smith, thanks for being back on air with us today. It was great fun. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim Brangenberg. I'm a Christ follower. My workplace, it's my mission
0: field. But ultimately, I work for him.